Radio represent East Coast and the land down under. Florida. Land of frogs. And alligators. Snakes. Praise God, we are representing uh, East Coast, but not in New York anymore. I'm literally uh, down in Florida here with frogs attacking me. I got them jumping around by my window. It's just, uh, it's horrible. Let me try to get Allie on, on the line. What's up, Richard? Up, bruh. Praise the Lord. Right. Right. What's up? I'm just sitting here and I'm trying to, I'm trying to, trying to discern you to see how many cup of co- cups of coffee you had. I can already see you're trying to fake it. Uh, listen, ha- taking a shower is an excellent. No, you're way to faking wake it. Up, you're doing right? a fake zippiness around me. It's not real <laughs> caffeine. It's a fake zippy. Yeah, <laughs> I could tell, okay. bro. <laughs> I've had a cup. Yeah, one cup, bro. They <laughs> told you. You, you answer like, "Hey, what's up?" Like you're all energetic. I knew it was hype, bro. But I took a shower. Also. That's forced caffeine overdose. Don't okay, do it, bro. Right. It's almost lying in a way. Because you you know okay. you're going to be discerned for it. And you know you're trying to act zippy. And I could tell that you have not had three cups. It's terrible. Sad in a way. Okay. Uh, I'll try to get some monster for next week. I'll try. Dude, coffee is literally healthy. Yeah, but every coffee drinker thinks that. Come on. Bruh. Coffee maker propaganda. Come Bro, on. they just did a whole study on it uh, that people that drink three cups a day are 70% less likely to get Alzheimer's. Right, but that study is funded by big coffee. I mean, you don't trust studies oh, about here we climate go. change. Oh, oh, hold on. Let me get my aluminum foil so I can wrap my head in it for a minute. Yeah, you do that. Unbelievable. Okay. Show me the proof it was funded by Big Coffee. Uh, show me the study and I'll mic Exactly. Show right. Because it was Harvard Institute. Okay. The what? The what? It, was, it was Harvard. Harvard? I, those guys, 
Oh, man. Those guys. No, I just made that up on. to sound smart. I don't know. But at least I admit oh, when I'm lying. <laughs> you you come on here acting old zippy. Hey, what's up? I, mean, I, I just sat here for a second. I just asked the Lord to show me. Uh-huh. Reveal to me the the hype, mm-hmm. the overhypeness in this whole conversation. You, you see, know, Alan, it's just so critical for the, the you want to reveal yeah, to it, you. It's, it's sort of a backwards reverse. You know what's sad, bro? You know, you know what's sad? Calling your voicemail. I called your voicemail the other day. It was hard. I felt miserated. It was like I could tell you did your voicemail when you had no coffee. I should play it right I, now. Go ahead, play it. I don't think I have an outgoing message. It might be just, bro, here's my phone number messages. Go ahead, bro, and play it. It's, do it. Dude, I'll do I it. You. I'll do it. Do it. Do it. I'll do it. Then do it. I'm going to do it. Hold on. Okay. Yeah, okay. Oh, actually, I can't. I have to load the other Skype. Oh, of course you can. Well, it's good. I just, Windows did an update. <laughs> oh, but I will get Windows it. Windows excuse. Good one. Dude, I'm telling you, it's going to boot you off. Because it's going to load two sessions. You, you could dig up the Windows excuse. I know you're fully caffeinated. Good job. Okay, bro. so here's Alan's message when you call it. He had no coffee when he made it. He's completely miserable. It's like, this is exactly how it is, and you'll hear it. This is my voicemail. <laughs> Leave a message. This is my voicemail. I'm like, what the hell? Man. It was it was almost like a zombie. What the what have you listened to it? Not in decades or years. Oh wait a minute. You know what I could do? I could play it on my phone on speaker. Hold on. It's so critical to settle this. Yes, of course. No, no, because you were acting like right I made away. up the story of the uh Get down, Lula. Come on, baby. My cat is coming up here. Only one cat? You're slipping, bro. Well, I locked the others out. <laughs> Dude, we might right. get the cat people after you just for don't, saying that. Don't pick up the phone. I'm, I'm not going to pick up the phone. I see you calling my other phone. I see. Wait a second. Is that my work line? You can't call my work line. Is that my work line? I don't know. Hold on. You'll see what I'm talking about. Horrifying. Please don't put my work number on the air if it's my work it's line. It's not. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm here. I have the phone held to the microphone. Should I send you the voicemail? Paranoid. Should I send you the voicemail? Yes. You have reached my voicemail. Please <laughs> leave a message with a callback number. Freaking horrible, bro. I'll get you. I'll get you. You are you. 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 This it's horrible. <laughs> All right, can we like I, I literally do something spiritual here? I mean, <clears throat> this is like not good. All right. All right, so today we're going to touch on a few things. Uh, one of them being Christian spiritual retards. I want to touch on that. Um, now, retard is not necessarily a bad word. It means to be slow. If you look it up in the dictionary. Uh, I, I worked as a fire alarm installer in New York City. And when we had to uh, slow down the time on the water flow switches, there was something called a retard. And it literally would slow down uh, or speed up the the mechanism. to Because to, in New York City, you get a lot of a backflow on the, on the water main. So this would introduce a retard to keep the alarm from going off. As a false alarm, which is not good in New York City, especially. So, to be slow, uh, a Christian spiritual retort is what I want to touch on today, because it's it's out of control. And I'm going to go over a couple real real life cases that have been happening uh, recently. And the importance of why you should separate yourself from a Christian spiritual retard. Um, the reason is, number one, they're spiritually retarded. And I'll go over some of the telltale signs you're dealing with a spiritual retard. All right? And that just means they're slow, I guess, in the learning curve process. I, luckily, by the grace of God was able to sit under some powerful teachers. Uh, 
David Wilkerson, Apostle Randy Brown, uh, Charles Holzhauser, you know, great men of God that taught me so many things over the years. And I would attend multiple teachings seven times, eight times a week because I wanted to learn. Gene Perfetto is another one I learned a lot from Gene Perfetto on the power of the tongue. And he was big on that, by the way. And this Christian, this one Christian spiritual retard claimed to have been a member of that church. This is how I know he's a spiritual retard, because if you went to that church, Gene Perfetto, Massapeka Tabernacle, that was one of the topics, is the power of your declaration. That there is literally life and death in the power of your tongue. And when you understand that, you try to tame it in certain ways. Uh, I'm going to get into that in a minute, but I want to touch on a couple other things real quick. And this show is really geared on getting you not to be a Christian spiritual retard. Meaning, we want to, and not that we are know-it-alls, because me and Alan, are we do studies two, three times a week. We're constantly gleaming from... Uh, now we're on T.L. Osborne this week. If you can join us, uh, the phone number is posted. Join our Telegram group. We have what's called a listening group. And what we do in the listening, listening group is we come in there and we say we don't know it all. And now here's the, here's the kicker. I've heard these teachings four or five times over the years, Okay. And I tell Alan all the time, I don't remember that. Right, Alan? Don't I say that or am I lying? No, you do say that. You yeah. do, um, you know, second or third, fourth time you listen to something, you pick up different things that you didn't get the first time or it kind of skipped over your brain the first time. And then you get it or someone else gets it and they bring it up in a way that you never even thought of and everyone grows. Amen. So we're growing. And I've, I I can come into these meetings or just let the group go and not show up and say, hey, I've heard it before. Let them hear it. Right? But what I'm finding right. is they haven't heard many of them, these teachings, and I have. And I, I could come along and say, hey, I've heard them already, so there's no reason for me to be there. Alan, can you run the listening group? But I don't, because I, I've noticed that even though I've heard these teachings, and they're powerful teachings, um, being the topic of your declaration and confession, um, that I tend to see myself learning stuff that I, I missed. You see, when you have a meek and humble, and I might, I might not seem like I'm, I have a meek and humble spirit because I'm from New York, and, you know, my past, what I've came out of, uh, pretty wicked lifestyle. Um, but in reality, I'm constantly got my spiritual antennas up and want to get more teaching. Because if I can learn more about something, there's more power that I can operate in in spiritual things. And I want to be more spiritual. I don't want to be a Christian spiritual retard because then I'm just chasing my own tail going around and not really know what's going on. Um, one of the biggest things the Lord showed me from the earliest time I was a believer was the importance of dreams and to write the dream. Now, I'm going to give you a real life example. It literally happened while Alan was on the phone. Um, actually, the whole prayer group heard it happen. I didn't have my mic uh, muted. Alan finally muted me, but um, it literally manifested the dream came to pass during the prayer group we were having. And it might not seem like a big dream to, to a lot of use, but to me, in my situation, what I was going through here, it was because I let Maria's cat out. I thought it would be good to get some sun, so I kicked it out the door. And um, it was out there jumping around and scratching its nails and whatnot. And I thought, hey, this is great. It's out there. It's going to get some refreshing, you know, sunlight and whatnot. But what happened is another gray cat beat the heck out of it. 
scraped it all up, and then it ran away into the woods. And the woods in Florida over here is not particularly, you know, a nice place to be. Um, but this cat was gone, right? So yeah. I started I started to pray. I asked the Lord for angels to bring it back. I was asking the Lord to send giant worry angels to lead the cat back into the house. All right? I was praying this because Maria was upset going through all this chaos and uh, she was really upset because she was out there all night. I mean, all night long in the rain, uh, buying all different foods, spending $100 on different cans of stuff at Petco. And had all the neighbors involved. They were all involved over here. And nobody could catch the cat. It's the most skittish cat you've ever seen. Especially after it, it got beat up and it was all cut up. It got even more skittish. So I'm the bad guy now, you see. I made the mistake. Not good. So, um, yeah, I had my tail between my legs. But what I did was I asked the Lord for help to guide the cat back home. All right? So, prayed that. I got a dream the next day. I saw the cat come right through the front door, walk right in, (laughs) right in the front door. Literally. So I told Maria, I said, the cat's going to walk right back in the front door. She goes, yeah, right. I said, well, I just had a dream. The cat's going to walk right in the front door. So what I did was I started to pray about the dream. I started to nurture it spiritually. You see, you have the power to bind, but you also, a lot of us forget, have the power to loose. So you can begin to loose that dream, if it's a good one, obviously. You want to loose that bad dream you bind because the the Lord is giving you something ahead of the curve. Spiritual insight on a certain attack. You bind it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ because dreams are a spiritual element. They're a spiritual formation. Okay, so whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. You're on earth in a bodily form. But the Lord is telling you have power to thwart things in the spiritual realm through the binding and loosing the keys to the kingdom. That's what it says. So I began to spiritually nurture that dream. I loose this dream into existence. I speak the blood of Jesus, which is the life of God, On that dream, it will come to pass, and I thank you for it, Lord. I thank you that dream has been blessed by the blood of Jesus. The one mistake I made is that I didn't write the dream. Because in faith, you must do what you see in Scripture. In faith, you must do what's in Scripture. Otherwise, it's not faith. It's your own subcategory of faith. Now, in this case, God had grace on me because I was nurturing the dream. I was spiritually loosing it into manifestation. The Lord gave me that ahead of the curve thing, like I said. I said, I loose this dream. I thank you. I loose it to manifest in the natural, like that. In the name of the Lord Christ Jesus, like that. Next day, nothing happens. Next day, nothing happens. Next two days, nothing happens. Everybody's still chasing the cat around. Next three days, nothing happens. I'm now discouraged. I'm like, I I guess I do get false dreams. I'm like Foss, you know. I felt bad about myself. I started to repent. I I asked the Lord, sorry. I don't know what's going on. I I guess I haven't been fasting enough and the enemy's been sending some bad signals my way. I lost faith in my own dream. Terrible. But two days later, and keep in mind, all the chaos is going on. Everybody, the neighborhood's out there. Jackie's out there. The daughter's out there. Everybody's out there with cages. I'm the bad guy. I let the cat out. Get it? I'm the one they're pointing their finger at, right? Yeah, there's nothing worse than a, a cat lover wife whose cat you let out. And then you tell her a dream that hasn't come to pass yet. I'm Richard. I'm really sorry you had to learn this way. 
I'm, yeah. I'm glad you made it through. Let's hear the rest of the story. Amen. Yeah, well, Maria's response was, yeah, right. Okay. That's bad. Because the cat was so timid, you understand? It was just... In the natural, there's just no way it could happen. I know this is a crazy story, and some of you are like, now we got a cat, you know. Well, this was not good for me, okay? Because I let it out. So I was the bad guy. I was the Tony Montana at that moment. And with the district here, with the neighborhood, you know, oh, I heard you let the cat out. You know, stuff like that's going on. And I'm walking around. I felt like, I, you know, I didn't feel good. And everybody can't catch the cat. The cat's all cut up now. It's got cuts all over it. And it's real timid. It won't. It's hiding. And I'm standing in faith in this dream. And now a week has gone by. And uh, the one mistake I, I made is I didn't write the dream. That's so important. And what happened is, guess what? Next what? day, um, the cat is close to the front door. I see it. It's right in the neighbor's driveway over here. I got a libtard over here in her driveway. And I'm saying, wow, there's hope. So I started to pray. And you see, I should have been in faith the whole time, but I felt a little discouraged. It could happen. It happened to me just now with this. So <clears throat> I began to get spiritually boosted. And what I did was started to pray again. Thank the Lord for the outcome. Thank the Lord for the outcome. It's so important to do that. Because that's the ultimate epitome of believing, isn't it? You see, if yes. I gave if I gave Alan a cup of uh, matcha tea or something right now, what he likes, right? If I handed it to him, I know it's the Japanese brand he likes. What would you say, Alan? I would thank you for it. Why? And because I had all because I had received it, something that oh, okay. you wanted me to have. I received it. That's why I thank you for it. Okay, so if you're believing you received something from the Lord. What should we do? If we believe we are receiving something God promised us, we should praise him and thank him for it with tons of joy in our hearts because God can be trusted to do what he says. And he has eager yearning to give us what's been provided to us. Amen. That's right. That's right. You see... If any of you lack wisdom, ask the Lord. He will give you the wisdom, but it says, believe that you receive. So what, what he's saying there is that thank the Lord for it. Thank the Lord and, and even get ahead of the Lord a little bit. And just say, and the Lord would like that because that's faith. Say, okay, Lord, I, I have it now. I'm believing it. I'm thanking you for that wisdom. And uh, I'm operating in that wisdom right now, aren't I, Lord? I am going forward in your spirit of wisdom. Just began to... And then, be we, and then we further act on it by filling our hearts with joy and acting on God's word being good in whatever way we can. Like we, we open the door to let the cat in. Uh, we, we tell our cat loving wife, Hey, the cats, the cats coming through. And then even though she's going to look at us and go, yeah, right. We're going to keep on praising and thanking God, even though she's not in belief, we're going to keep on believing because we heard from God and that's good enough for us. Whether it's a dream from God or it's a Bible promise like healing. Yeah. Amen. Well, one thing I didn't do is I didn't start flapping my pie hole. And that's the topic of today of the Christian spiritual retard spirit, which is they do flap their pie hole. Now, when you flap your pie hole contrary to the promises of God or contrary to a promise of God that God has given you, you now have put up a spiritual roadblock for that to come forth. You put up a spiritual roadblock for that to come forth. Because 
The word says there is power in your tongue of life and death, meaning you can bring life over a situation or you can bring death over the situation. And if it's a promise, you could shut it down with your pie hole. Now, I did not do that. I had a discouraging look on my face, though. Like I was like, hmm. But I knew not to flap my pie hole. I kept my pie hole shut. I didn't come out and just say, you know what? That dream was false. Uh, I repent of false dream and, you know, the cat's not coming in that way. I didn't say that. I did not say that. I, I held my tongue. I knew that much. I held out hope, even though I felt a little discouraged. Now, during the prayer call, these guys heard it. The cat literally came in the front door, right, Alan? Yeah, yeah. And uh, you were excited, and I was like, what's going on? And I and I muted you. You muted me. Because all this bustle and commotion was going on. Yeah, and then uh, you finally came back with a good report that, hey, this everything you just said, the, the dream I had of the cat coming back just happened, and, and and then you and Maria were full of joy. Amen. And then I put Maria on. What did she say? She said uh, something like the cat came back and hallelujah. She said she didn't believe happy, it, right? Like yeah. Oh, she said that, yeah, so, yeah. Okay. So guess what? God brought the dream to pass. He, despite all the cages, all the neighbors, all the food and special food out there all night long, despite it all, the cat literally just walked, just like the dream, walked right in the front door. <laughs> and she was shocked. Now, what does that show us? The power of God a is- promise, right? A power, the power of a promise to nurture it, to stand. Now, will the, the enemy came, came, come and bring discouragement? Yes. Yes, it does happen. We must encourage ourselves in the Lord. We must, in those situations, I would have been better off not entertaining any discouragement. But I, I did control my pie hole. Remember that much. I did not flap my pie hole. And that's kind of the message today is Christian spiritual retards today are literally going around, especially on social media, flapping their pie holes, acting like they know things, and they literally know nothing. I had a ban one today, uh, the other day. I banned them. I'm on Zeph's wall over there, and we're all standing in faith for his healing. You know we've been praying for Zeph. We've been speaking Isaiah 53, 5 over him. We've been doing in proxy the communion, the power of the body of Christ and the blood of Christ in proxy for Brother Zeph. And then we're thanking Lord, the Lord for healing him. Okay, that's what we do. We thank the Lord for healing. So I had a, a Christian spiritual retort. I actually saved the um, copy of the comments. He's on there. We're all people are on there thanking God for healing. Zeph was speaking healing, confessing healing. The Christian spiritual retards are on there. And he is saying, Zeph's sick. He's sick. Like that. So I'm like, dude, what are you? I said, it's like faith one-on-one. We're, we're confessing healing and life and restoration, and you're opposite. I said, what are you doing? Now, let's ask Alan, is that good? No, because uh, it's not good because life and death are in the power of the tongue in per Proverbs 18, verse 21. All throughout Scripture, we see uh, Christians who, got, I know, believers who got the victory speaking positively of what God's going to do. Like that Shunammite woman, she said, it is well with me, it is well with me, it is well with me. And that's when uh, Elijah came along and healed the son that God had given her. We see Caleb, he speaks positively about taking that mountain. We see the woman with the issue of blood. She says, uh, if I but touch the hem of his clothes, I shall be whole. And uh, 
they get victory. And then uh, and uh, the opposite example, the only opposite example I can think of is in the Psalms, David talks about his enemies going down and he says they cause their own tongues to fall upon themselves. So um, that's something we don't want to do. We don't want to have our tongue, our own mouth fall against our own success, against our own circumstances, speaking ill of our own selves. Because when we say bad things about ourselves, like I can't do it or uh, I can't win, you know, we f- it's almost like we feel the strength leave our bodies. But when we say I can do it, I can take that mountain, I can get the, you know, I have the victory. The Bible says I have the victory. I'm more than a conqueror in Christ. That's when the energy flows. And it's just like when we act on the word, that's when the power flows. When we act on God's promises, that's when the energy and blessing hits us. Amen. All right. So this guy, he's sick. He's sick. Okay. We're standing in faith. He is healed by the stripes of Christ. We lay claim to the stripes of Christ. You're literally battling a Christian spiritual retard for divine healing. Now, this Christian spiritual retard came back at me with, well, Paul said that Timothy had often infirms and must drink wine. And he called me a mystic, a mystical fool for believing what I was telling him. First of all, if you're standing, you know, I don't know Timothy's case at the time. I don't know if he was standing in faith for divine healing. I know he was a young believer, but... When you are, and Paul said, call the things that are not as though they are. But if you're standing in faith for a natural substance healing, that's a different type of healing. That's a completely different, if someone, and often I might do that with someone. I may say, hey, um, try some flaxseed. This will make you feel better. That's not necessarily divine healing. That's the wisdom of God leading us to a natural substance to bring healing. That's a different form of healing. I might say to somebody, and I often do, hey, drink green tea. It's really going to make you feel better. It's going to reverse a lot of things. Okay. That is not divine healing. That's a natural manifestation of healing. So Paul was telling Timothy was a natural, um, a natural thing that he could have done, or if he wanted to stand in faith, Paul would not say, "Hey, stand in faith," but keep saying you're sick. He wouldn't do that because Paul said to call the things that are not as though they are. That's in Romans. Now, a natural substance is completely different. If I'm going to say drink the green tea, this will make your your that something in your bladder go away or make your kidneys feel better. That is not divine healing. That's just the wisdom of God being bestowed in a situation to bring about another form of healing. Okay? There are other forms of healing type healing the doctor could give you a antibiotic and that antibiotic he might say hey take this antibiotic it'll reverse that okay that is a natural substance healing that is not divine healing so what this Christian spiritual retard was coming back on me has nothing to do with standing in faith for divine healing through the promises of God. When you're standing on the promises of God and believing in the manifestation and the power of God's sword to penetrate a situation and you're waiting on God to manifest it, you need to be keeping that little rudder in line. That little rudder, which is the tongue. Okay? So be careful around Christian spiritual retards. They will literally destroy you. Understand these two facets of what I'm talking about. Let's ask Alan if I made any sense. Did I make any sense? Yes. That's it? Oh, um, okay. Yes, because... uh if you're believing for something and you're 
you're trusting God to bring one of his what, what about the natural back. substance healing do you understand that did I make that clear yeah um, a person yes absolutely doctors can prescribe things that heal us personally I had a uh, is that divine some, healing is that divine healing that is not divine healing when a doctor gives you antibiotic and uh, it clears it all up that is not divine healing but it works okay it can work so it's completely different than standing on the promises of God for healing isn't it it is completely different, yes. Okay, so the spiritual retard doesn't even understand that much. So this is what we're dealing with. We're standing in faith for Zeph, confessing and declaring the word of God for healing over him, and you got a Christian spiritual retard popping up saying, he's sick, he's sick. And he even called you a fool. A mystical fool, fool, right. Yeah, and, and Jesus said, uh, if you say to someone, thou fool, you shall be in danger of hellfire. Now I gotta confess, uh, I'm pretty good at suggesting that someone might be a fool, but I never directly call someone a fool because that's directly, directly bad. So I'm. What do you, is that? Is that sin, Richard? When if I suggest they might be a fool in a roundabout way? Well, I mean, there is folly mentioned in Scripture, and Jesus did call certain people fools. But uh, if it's done in anger and you're talking to a brother and calling him a directly a fool, it could be dangerous, yes. Yeah, that's exactly uh, what he did to you. Okay, all right. I'll tread more carefully. Okay, thank well, you. Well, he- here we go. All right. Understand what we're talking about here. That dream that I had of the cat was literally me getting a revelation. I did not flap my pie hole against it. If... I would have done that, I would have thwarted the dream. Only by God's grace would he have pushed it through. Could he have? Yes. Would I have said that it won't come to pass now because I flapped my pile? No. Why? Because that would be adding double issue to it. That I, You're better off saying, I did flap my pie hole against it. Lord, please have grace on me. I know you could do anything. But when you shut your de- yourself down with your declaration, you are putting a spiritual stone wall against yourself. Be careful. James chapter 3, verse 4. Uh, let's read it. We can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth. And a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses it to go. Even though the winds are strong, in the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speech. Do we understand what's being said here? He's literally equating the tongue to being like a bit keeping control of the horse's mouth and the rudder on the ship can steer a giant ship, but it's a tiny rudder that is the power of that steering. So I think today what we want to realize is that there might be a big situation in your life. There might be something large, But your tongue is the rudder to that situation. That's what it says here. Check out James chapter 3. Control the rudder. If you're going to take your rudder, your tongue, and you have a situation, the large situation, like it's being talked about here, and you're going to say, That's not going to happen. It'll never happen. It won't happen. It's not going to happen. And you start speaking that over the situation. Or it's going to get worse. You're going to die. You're going to be, you're sick, you're sick. You start speaking like that. The rudder has gone nuts. You got to shut that rudder down. You got to be real careful because the enemy will take charge of your words. They will be recorded. And there will be ramifications for it. In the spirit realm. Oh, yeah. Amen. Because it says, by your words, you will be justified. And by your words, you will be condemned. I remember a preacher talking about how um, 
he had wanted to affect divine healing on a on a young man who had uh, was just about to turn 40 and they kept they kept standing in faith standing in faith and they could not get him out of this comatose state which was leading to death and uh, he got a prophetic word that uh, spiritual laws are in effect that uh, basically prevent this from happening and what he later picked up on after the young man died is that throughout his life many times he had said I'll never make it to 40 and he said that over himself many many times so right before his 40th birthday he did fall sick and uh, he was not raised up from that deathbed so we got to be real careful about what we say about ourselves and our circumstances and our destiny and our spouses and our children and our future amen there's ramifications for your speech whether you want to believe it or not you're sitting here on earth there are angels there's demons flying around this lower heaven it's all being recorded that's right and i know it sounds odd like you're like now that can't be it's the word of god says every idle word Okay, you either believe it or you're not, all right? It's your, it's your choice. Richard. That, that rudder, your tongue, is a rudder to the situation. How are you going to operate the rudder? Think about it. Richard, no. you did a show a while back on... Um a bunch of sailors having their ship sank and they were in shark infested waters. And could you recount that story real fast? Cause that's a really good example to me. Well, that's a true story actually. And I, I don't remember the ship, but um, let me summarize it quick is that there was a, a destroyer world war two destroyer that uh, was hit by a torpedo and, the men were all in shark-infested water. And I watched this on the uh, History Channel many, many years ago. I never forgot it. And um, th- they were interviewing one of the men that was there that was literally uh, watching men be eaten by sharks. And he said the second any of the men would say, we're going to die. We're going to die. He said, "This is. I'm going to find this, I swear. He said a shark would swim up and eat that guy. Literally, just come and take the guy. So it's almost like nature itself can recognize the declaration. And, um, yeah, that's that's a pretty hardcore story. Now, Getting back to the Christian spiritual retards, since social media has come around, we've seen a spike in these Christian spiritual retards. And I think they've retarded, slowed, because they just sit on threads and they take pock shots and they cut and paste scripture. It's almost like that's their ministry. That's their only, only accolade for the kingdom. And it's kind of embarrassing. Because if that's your only accolade, if that's your ministry of just copy and pasting, uh, now if you can't get out and and do exploits or set up meetings and do healing and deliverance, street evangelizing and, and, and those important aspects of ministry, great accolades for the kingdom, great exploits, and your only ministry is this Christian spiritual retard ministry, where you're just on these threads, you're cut, cut and pasting verses, trying to do a rebuke-a-thon on anybody, and especially on people like me and other people that have been out there that have been doing healing and deliverance, have been setting up meetings, have gotten results, real results. And the last thing any of us want to see is a Christian spiritual retard trying to Tutor us. It should be the opposite. You should be listening to people that have done the exploits. That's how you learn. 
You just don't cut and paste verses. And social media has spiritually retarded people. You have not gotten the results. And you think you know it. You don't know nothing. We're sitting here trying to tell you the importance of your speech. You're standing in faith for a divine manifestation from God. You contort it with your pie hole. It is different than standing in faith for a natural healing. You're going to take a fig. You're going to take something, uh, flaxseed or green tea. That's another way of healing. God can do that too. He'll give you wisdom. Take that. God gave Maria a dream of a natural substance. It was divine wisdom of it. I took it and I was better. It was sunflower seeds I was eating. God told me at the time to eat them. I ate them. I had to have faith in what God was saying, and it worked. He blessed it. But in the natural, a doctor could tell you, take this antibiotic. It'll make that infirmary go away. All right? Um, That's another form. You're standing in faith for a promise of God, a dream that you've got. You're standing in faith for scripture of the word of God as that sword to penetrate the situation and destroy it. You can't speak against it. You must keep your pie hole, that rudder, shut. Very important. Now, Derek Prince did a teaching years ago. And that's what I was touching on earlier. We learn from other great men of God. What I'm telling you, I just didn't make up. I got it from other men of God. Derek Prince did a teaching on the importance of your confession and talked about a little boy in the play yard, how all the children gathered around that child and started saying, you're going to die, you're going to die, you're going to die. And they went around him like ring around on the rosy. He said, the kid fell down and turned green. <clears throat> it's on the faith radio. You could hear it. I have a copy of the sermon. And he was talking about the power of the confession, especially in multiple tongues coming at you. It's a word curse. There is power in the tongue. Get it? Don't you want to speak life? Be a good rudder for the situation to guide that promise in? Or do you want to create turbulence on that ship? You want the rudder spinning all over the place. Think about it. Now. having a form of godliness but denying the power of, from them such turn away. Anyone that's talking against the basic elements of Scripture, the fundamentals of faith, just get away from them. You're better off. You're going to feel better. Surround yourself around like-minded people. Went over James of the rudder, your tongue, the power of that little instrument. Just he's saying it right here. The small rudder has the power to guide a giant ship. So is your tongue, he says. Think about this is come on, man. You don't go around saying you're sick, you're sick. When you're standing and you're confessing Isaiah 53, 5, you are negating the power of the sword. Double mind. Even Jesus wouldn't confess Lazarus was dead. You know why? Because he knew that God was going to raise him up. So why would he confess it? Why would he? Now, Lazarus was dead. 
But to Jesus, his mindset was he was sleeping. Jesus couldn't lie. Could Let's ask Alan. Could Jesus lie? Jesus could not lie because he's God. It says in the book of Hebrews, it's impossible for God to lie. And God has no, Jesus could not sin and then be raised from the dead and atone for the world. There's no way he could lie. Amen. Jesus was ahead of the curve here, spiritually. He knew the power of God better than anyone. So why is he going to confess the opposite? Why? Why would he do it? In his mind, the way he viewed the situation was Lazarus is sleeping. That's all. It was minor to him. He wasn't going to speak a big thing over it. Because it's minor for God in his eyes. In his mind, it's a minor thing. So why would he magnify it? If he knew that Lazarus was going to wake up, why would he give the devil any more bullets? Why would he? John 11.11. Our friend Lazarus is sleeping, but I go and I will wake him out of his sleep. After saying these things, he said to them, our friend Lazarus is falling asleep, but I'm going to go wake him up. You see how Jesus is adding a spiritual padding to the situation? When you know God is the outcome, you have to look at it in the most minute way. Don't make a big thing of it. If you know God is going to reverse it, it's not a big thing. It's not a big thing for the Lord. It is not a big thing for the Lord. Jesus was not lying, even though Lazarus stunk. He was beginning to stink. It was the fourth day. Right? Right. It It was the fourth day? Well, yeah, by the time they got there, it was the fourth day, and he did stink, according to his sister. Amen. So, getting back to what I was just saying, Jesus spiritually padded it. He wasn't lying, but he knew God was going to wake him up. So he spoke of it in that way. There's no reason to magnify a situation. Flapping your gums. If you know, if you're believing what God is going to do, add that spiritual padding to it. Do it. I'm giving you an example right here. Now, Jesus could have said, he's dead, he stinks. He's dead. Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep. Alan touched on earlier of the Shumanite woman. You see, the Shumanite woman got a blessing from God to have a child. Later, the enemy, we talk about that Amicalite spirit. We're going to be doing more shows on that. The Amicalite spirit is an attacker of blessing. It's a bounce back demon. In this case, the child died. Died. And she went to seek out the man of God. She didn't start flapping her gums. She didn't. Second Kings chapter 4. The kid, the kid said, my head, my head. Something happened to the child. Died. But the woman would not confess that. 
In her mind, she believed the blessing of God, no matter what, she knew it was a blessing of God, and instead of flapping her lips of the contrary, she said in verse 23, when people were looking at her, walking to find Elisha, People said, it's not a new moon or a Sabbath. What's going on? She says, it's all right. It's all right. Think about that. In all this chaos, sun lying dead, she would not declare it She said, it is well. When she got to the man of God, she revealed the situation. You see, you have to take things directly to God. But the natural around you, be careful. Because the spiritual leeches are going to come out and try to get you to start flapping your gums. Oh, yeah. Licking licking your wounds. But she said, it is well. It is well! Think about what we're saying here. What do you get out of that, Alan? It is well with me. Uh, That's that's, uh, something we should always say of ourselves. Uh, I remember a great man of God, uh, whenever he was asked, how are you doing? He'd say, I'm doing excellent. And that's what we should say over ourselves, over ourselves. Uh, you know, praise the Lord, hallelujah, keep the praises of God in your mouth. It says in the epistles, sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, sing your, to yourselves, making melody to the Lord. And uh, may we never cause our own tongues to fall upon ourselves. May we always have good things to say about what God is doing, what we are receiving with from God and uh, things like that. Amen. It's not like we're living in um, la-la land. But if we're believing God for a promise, you must watch your speech. Take it to God directly. But if the enemy is going to send flappers your way to try to get you into a curse God and die moment, like Job's wife, the enemy was speaking through her and said, why don't you just curse God and die? Called her a foolish woman. But that, that's where the enemy wants to get you, to a place of just utter defeat, where you're no longer standing in faith. Discouragement, like I just had recently. What I should have did is said, I'm not going to allow that, even though I and remember I said earlier, I didn't flap my pie hole. I knew that much. I knew if I did that, I would have real problems. So I felt discouraged, but I did not allow this rudder to steer me into a blocker. And because of that, I believe the Lord blessed me. And the cat came right through the front door. Situation over. Neighbors confused. How we just walked in? Yeah, he just walked in. Just came right through the door. Just the way the Lord showed me. Now, the mistake I made was Habakkuk 2, verse 2 through 3. The Lord said, write the vision. Record the vision. Inscribe it on a table. For it is for an appointed time. Though it tarry, wait for it. It certainly will come. You want to get into a certainly will come moment. The Lord's saying, write it. Put it on a table to see. And you know what you should do when you do this? And I had another person do this recently. And they did it, and they got the miracle. They, I said, write the vision, put it on the table, write it in big letters, and began every day to lay hands on it. Start speaking the blessings of God. Start thanking God for that coming to pass. Say, Lord, I, I wrote the vision. I wrote the dream. I wrote the promise. I'm speaking over it. I'm declaring over it. I'm decreeing the word of God over it. And I thank you, God, 
that it might have tarried, but it's happening now in Jesus' name, and just walk away. Real simple. Think about it. It says it right here. It says it right here. Do it. When you do things in Scripture, it's called faith. How do you please God, Alan? Let's ask him. It says in the book of Hebrews, it is impossible to please God without faith. So, And faith means acting on the promises of God, whether they're Bible promises in Scripture or they are dream promises uh, that you, from a dream you believe is of God or from a prophet with a track record of speaking accurately into people's lives. So we act on God's word. Like, for example, I got a uh, minister. Richie gave a prophetic word that I see Alan's wife. She is Brazilian. So um, I, I write, I'm writing this down right now. Thanks to this anointed praise God message we're giving. And I'm going to lay hands on it. Every day, I'm going to say, I praise you and thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. This is happening now. I have it now. I have it now. I praise you for it. I praise you for it. And uh, today, after we're done with this podcast, I'm going to a Brazilian church, and I'm praising and thanking God the whole way there that this dream is happening. It has happened. I praise him, and I'm going to praise him and thank him for it. And I've written it down. I'm going to lay hands on it every day. Amen. Write the vision, the word of God says, and make it plain to see. Proclaim the blood of Jesus over it. Loose it. You have the power to bind and loose. These are the keys of the kingdom. The Lord's giving you that authority. How are you exercising it? Lay hands on the promise. Write it down. Lay hands on the promise. Say, I loose this into manifestation in Jesus' name, and I thank you for it. I thank you. It is manifesting in the natural now in Jesus' name, and I thank you for it, Lord. And just walk away. Is that that hard to do? You are using no. the power to loose, loose, loose it into existence. Dreams are a spiritual element. They're in the spirit. You want to, if it's a good dream, obviously, a promise, you want it to manifest in the natural. So you loose it into the into manifestation in the name of Jesus Christ. That's the power you have. You come against, if God gives you a warning dream, you bind it. Say, I come against that dream. I had someone one time, they had a bad dream. I said, write it down and then put it on the table and, and then rip it up in Jesus' name and say, you will not come to pass and crumple it, bind it and throw it out. I said, do the direct opposite. You might say, well, this is weird. I mean, it's a scripture. It's right there. Write the vision. Do you have the power to bind and loose? Yes or no? Ask yourself. I know what binding can do. Oh, yeah. Demons don't like it. So bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. Wrap you up threefold cords, dip, soak the blood of Jesus Christ. And they, ah, they don't like it. They scream, right? Why? Because we're exercising our power. The keys of the kingdom. I'm telling you, you have the power to loose. God's giving you a promise. You loose that into manifestation in Jesus' name. You also can loose the spirits of God. Power, love, sound mind. There are other spirits of the, of the heavenlies. Just look at the book of Revelations. You'll see many spirits of God. Power, the spirit of lo- power, love, and a sound mind. Loose that upon yourself every day. It says it right there in Scripture. Why wouldn't you loose that upon yourself or your family? And I receive it, Lord, in Jesus' name. I thank you for the spirits of power, love, and a sound mind, and I receive it in Jesus' name. I thank you for it. I thank you for it. You're standing in faith for the gifts of healing, gift of words of wisdom, words of knowledge, gift of uh, faith, gift of discerning of spirits. Say, Lord, I thank you. I'm asking and I'm receiving and I'm operating in it and now I'm learning how to move in this in Jesus name and I thank you for it just keep doing it keep doing it so with that being said I got some jabroni on the way to my house right now I'm gonna cut this a little short Alan you want to do a summarize did we lose Alan 
Oh, I muted myself. My bad. I had my myself muted. Um, yeah, when you get a Bible, when you when there's a Bible promise you want to come in, to pass in your life, or you get a dream from God you want to come to pass in your life, or you get a prophetic word from someone with a track record that you want to come to pass, write down, write it down. It's scriptural to write it down. Lay hands on it and loose the dream into manifestation in the name of Jesus Christ. Pour the blood of Jesus Jesus on it and praise and thank God out loud for it happening now because of scripture like James chapter 3 Proverbs 18:21 Mark 11:23 and praise and thank God every day for it happening now and receive it and even testify about it and encourage yourself in this dream I praise you and thank you heavenly father it's happening I praise you and thank you I have received it I praise you and thank you I have received it praise God and then um and never speak against it uh, don't be a spiritual retard and speak against your own good blessings coming to pass, whether it's a Bible promise or a dream or a prophetic word. And uh, you'll be tempted with lying vanities for it, that it's not going to happen. People or go, oh, or the enemy will send a Christian spiritual retard to try to get you flapping your pie hole. Yeah. They're so, the most uh, dangerous. Amen. 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 So well, that's, that's the summary. Amen. Good summary, Brother Allen. Thank you. We are Watchman Radio, and um, we are signing off. We will be back. Join our prayer group, Telegram. We will literally give you the uh, free conference call line where we have prayer four times a week. We have our listening group. We do communion to the power of the blood and the body of Christ. Do it with us by faith. Jesus said to do it, so we do it. And we believe Jesus is our Passover lamb that's giving us strength. None feeble came out of Egypt, Psalms 105. There's healing in the power of the body and the blood of Christ. Expect it. Expect it. Thank God for it. So we'll be back next week. The Lord loves you and we love you. And uh, we say peace be unto you. Right, Alan? Amen. God bless you all richly. In the Good night. Good day.